You're listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the Sprues and Brews podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello. And Jay. Good evening. So last week we touched upon the first couple of days of Warhammer Fest. Well, now this week we can talk about the whole of Warhammer Fest because we have now seen the rest of the reveals. And I don't think it disappointed. Uh, I thought it was a very good week of reveals. Um, So I'm looking forward to us um, all discussing what we saw later on in the show. As always, we've had had quite a few big reveals. So this week's top three is going to focus on that as well as we name our top three things um, that were revealed during Warhammer Fest. Uh, and we'll also read out some of the community top three picks towards the end of the show as well. We do also have uh, some news as well, including more pre-orders. In fact, a bit of a surprise this week, I thought. Um, disappointing mm. for me. We'll find all about. Uh, we'll find out about that uh, in a few moments. Um, but before we get stuck into all of that content, let's talk about what we've been doing in the hobby during the last seven days. Jay, what have you been up to? I have a guess. Painting blood hey. angels. Painting elves. Um, So uh, I'm still enjoying it, which is good. Um, I'm currently working on a unit of Alarif Stoneguard. Um, I got my uh, other 10 wardens done. Um, So the plan is to get these Stoneguard done this week and then start working on the Shrine Luminor. And then that gives me a thousand point army to use then. So like a um, infantry heavy thousand point army. Um, I think then after that, it's going to be um, some cavalry uh, to get some mobility into the army. Um, mm. But, but I'll, I'll, I'll see. Excellent. Yeah, they're looking really, really good, Jay. I can't wait to see them in person. Uh, I can't wait to play against them as well. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying painting them, So, um, which is always good. Um, you'd think after painting all this gold trim, it starts to get a bit <laughs> um, tiring. But no, it's OK. And it's good as well because I'm slowly starting to see the army take shape now. Uh, this will be like the 30 infantry, which is a good chunk of infantry done. Um, but I've got I've got over 2,000 points painted once these guys have done, which is cool. Excellent. That's impressive. That's really good. Um, Matt, what have you been up to? Well, I, I, I've also been continuing with a focus from the last couple of weeks. Um, I have finished Gorslav, the Gravekeeper, and the Zombies, and very nearly finished Avarg, Skier, and the Bloodborne. They actually started... Uh, painting the bases on the uh, the pre-show so yeah, by tonight they'll be done i'm hoping by the end of the night to have some base colors down on the kasagi night guard as well because mm-hmm. uh again the plan's try and get these guys painted by the end of the week because then uh, we've got pre-order of stuff coming soon that ties well into them <laughs> yeah there's there's quite a bit on the on the horizon which we'll we'll soon be talking about um you guys are really good at staying focused and getting stuff painted that you, you know, projects you're me, I'm still bouncing between stuff. So uh, I have actually been busy this week and um, sorting out my uh, hobby room. I allowed it to get a bit, or you know, a bit wild. Uh, and also with um, Skaven on the way and stuff, um, I needed to make some space. So I've been doing a lot of sorting in my hobby room and, and sorting out sprues and, and boxes and projects and stuff. But I did get to do some painting um, on the Sprues and Brews stream on Sunday. Um, so I managed to paint a Death Watch outrider um who i'm really happy with how he's turned out and because i had some time spare i also 
uh, finished a, a Death Guard, uh, a Blight Lord Terminator. So I think I've only actually got one more left now, and then I've got a full unit painted of um, of those Blight Lord Terminators. Nice. Really Chipping like those, away. So. Chipping away, yeah. I seem to be bouncing a lot between projects at the moment. I should really concentrate on something. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I think at the moment it's just paint what I'm enjoying painting and what I fancy painting, so... Uh, that's been that's been the plan really i was going to make a start on the on the skaven but during during said stream on sunday uh we discussed actually we might hold off because we might do a tale of gamers which will tie into something we'll speak about later on in the podcast um lots of um we'll talk about this later so far in this intro <laughs> um but yeah i might be putting them off until um we start a project together so we'll talk about that a little bit later on that wraps us up for the intro to this week's show. We've got quite a bit to get through, so let's take a pause and come back with this week's news. So what do we have in this week's news, Matt? Well, we have got a lot of stuff up for pre-order this week, and surprisingly, out of the blue, mere days after being revealed at Warhammer Fest, we've got Battletome uh, Soulblight Gravelords up for pre-order, which surprised all of us, because we were kind of expecting the Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah. <laughs> um, Expecting, yeah. hoping, praying, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to complain about a big <laughs> army of deathless minions uh, you know, for pre-order. So we've got the Battletome. Usual price, £25. We've also got cards coming out alongside this at £17.50. I think they're a little bit more expensive, but there's an awful lot of War Scrolls in the army, so it's going to be like uh, a bigger pack, like on the uh, Cities of Sigmar one. There's also some really nice dice for 20 quid. Really like the design on these. Yeah, uh, I like some, the of the, some of the dice recently have been a bit hit or miss, but these are definitely on the, uh, the nice dice side, aren't they? Nice dice side, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we've got a load of kits. Um, thankfully, a lot of the battle line are in this this first wave. So we've got the Death Rattle Skeletons, £36.50. These follow the same design stylings as the Orphan Watch, which is really cool because that, I think, is the best skeleton design that Games Workshop have done. Yeah. And you get 20 of these in a box for 36.50, which I think is pretty good as well. Uh, we've also got the Dead Walker Zombies. These are 34.50 for 20 of them. Um, again, so pretty good. They are a price increase over the old zombies, but those old zombies were horrific. And again, I quite... They were my least favourite part of the Cursed City box, but I've actually enjoyed painting them up, so I'll probably get a box of each of these to flesh out my me, uh, me battle line units. And there's also Felbats at 31.50, Blood Knights at 39.50, which is cheaper than I thought they might be. Mm. I think that's pretty reasonable for what looks like some big, chunky cavalry. Yeah. Uh, We've got the Vampire Lord for 18.50. I know this one's been a bit Marmite with his bats in his hair. But, uh, oh, I like this one. This is one of my yeah. favourite ones, this guy. And then we've got uh, Laukavai, the Mother of Nightmares, who is a horrifically weird kit. I, I like it. You were a bit on the fence about it, weren't you, Jay? I think yeah, I'm looking to see in person, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it on the table. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I wasn't instantly wowed by that one. I think I'm going to try and paint more of a transition between the, the body and the vampire bit, because I think it's a bit jarring with blue on the bottom, red and purple on the top, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, and she unlocks terror geists and uh, zombie dragons as battle line, apparently, which gives the, uh, the interesting mix of armies you can do with the book, which sounds really cool. Uh, and she's 39.50 as well, so that's not too bad. Uh, from Forge World on Friday, we've got the Bellicosa Volcano Cannon coming out for the Warbringer Nemesis Titan. This surprises me, because I thought this was going to be an alternate kit for the uh, the Warbringer, but um, the I mean, the Forge World upgrades have been really good for Titanicus. This one looks like, I don't know, I think it's going to be harder to magnetise this one just because it's kind of wired into the top of it. 
It's not right. like those other guns where it's just like a you know pre-drilled magnet slot. But um, I I don't know. I, I quite like the Quake cannon anyway that comes in the box. So I'll have to have a think about how I put together the one in my uh, Manipal box. And yeah, we also have a new range of brushes from Games Workshop, uh, synthetic ones. So I I generally use, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I generally use sable brushes. Uh, I find they tend to keep the shape longer. Um, they are more expensive, but um, they, just in, the, in my experience, they last longer than GW brushes. Now, these new brushes, um, like I say, they're fully synthetic, which if you are, you know, uh, the vegan, maybe you don't want to have any animal produce in your brushes, then, you know, that's obviously a good option for you because a lot of brushes are synthetic now. Uh, sorry, are uh, natural now. Uh, and these range from £3.85 to £6.75 each. To do it in maths, to get the entire range of brushes, and I think there's about 13 of them, it'd cost you £60 or about £45 from uh, Element. And you know what? That's that's not bad considering I'd spend that on four brushes that I normally buy. So I think I might give these a go and just see how they are. I'm not expecting, you know, game-changing brushes here. But um, I, I use Games Workshop's dry brushes and wash brushes, and they're pretty good, really. Um, I've just had bad luck with the the kind of layer and base brushes. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I suppose the thing going in these favour, you can pick up a replacement brush for £4, so... If a £12 brush had lasted you as long as three £4 brushes, then I guess there's no difference, is there? No, no. I, I still use quite a few Games Workshop brushes. Yeah, I mean, brushes are disposable. They only last a, a limited amount of time. Even the most expensive brush in the world eventually lo- use, loses its shape. So, yeah, I'll give these a go, see how they are, uh, and we'll report back once I've had a proper play with them. So, yeah, that's all the pre-orders. We also got a little tease of something cool today for Necromunda, Lady Credo, a rebel lord. This is a uh, uh, someone from the Spires. She's a noble and she's down in the uh, the Underhive doing dastardly things, leading a rebel insurgents. Because, <laughs> you know, you absolutely need to go to battle in a corset, fetish shoes, servitors doing your hair and, and a sword. <laughs> uh, she looks really cool. I, I really like this model. I don't know about you guys. Sounds like a regular Saturday night in Hanley, I think that. Exactly, it really is. So yeah, so she's pretty cool. Um, so I, I think we might get a few surprise Necromunda releases like this thrown in from Forge World every now and then. Uh, yeah. They have been really good with these extra characters that they keep, and we've seen obviously um, the first guild as well now. So mm. yeah, there's a lot of variety for Necromunda. And they're all really good to use in your bounty. I mean, I picked up a lot of these one-off kind of models they've done for my Bounty Hunter gang because they just look really cool, don't they? They do. And yeah, and that is, outside of the awesomeness that is Warhammer Fest, that is the news this week. And I think that leads us quite nicely into our main segment, and that is Warhammer Fest, and that's coming up next. So we have now seen all of the tasty reveals from Warhammer Fest. So... A quick note, uh, we actually discussed day one and day two on last week's show. So if you missed that, uh, you may want to listen back to that episode um, to check out what, you know, our thoughts on what was revealed uh, on day one and day two, which was Age of Sigmar and 40k, wasn't it? Um, mm. So we had stuff like uh, Kragnos um, and we also had some tasty uh, Sisters of Battle stuff as well. So uh, for this week's main segment, we're going to start on day three uh, and progress through to, um, to day six. And then there's a bit of a wrap up towards the end where 
well, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. So, uh, Matt, do you want to lead us with them um, with day three of Warhammer Fest? Yeah. So day three's theme was Black Library, and to be fair, I wasn't really expecting any models on this one. I don't know about you guys, but um, uh, sometimes they do, don't they, with the Black Library releases? So I was expecting maybe one like centerpiece model, like mm. the custodian we had that one time. Yeah, which mm. was for which was for the kind of Black Library celebration day though. Mm. Which is normally in Feb. We, we had um, one come recently, but yeah, we, we we got some new models revealed during the uh, the event, and they are they are some rather nice models of gaunt ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Colonel Commissar Ibram Gaunt leading his ghosts, and these are really really nice models, aren't they? Uh, I mean, they they almost they, well they're very much tempting me to get an Astro Military mount. They're that good. They used yeah. to do some uh, Gaunt's Ghost models, I think, back in the day. So it's cool to see them redone. Old metal ones, I think we had way yeah. back. Uh, and yeah, they, they, they said that these aren't a limited release. These are a general general release for the Astra Militarum. So you can attach them to any regiment you so wish with their own unique stealthy ways. Uh, yeah, really, really like these. I'm tempted to pick them up. I'm sure the Death Corps of Krieg won't mind uh, Gaunt and his fellas hanging out with them. I think I'll definitely be getting them, if only to kind of build and paint, even if I don't get a, an army to go with them. Uh, I definitely want to pick the box up. Yeah, I mean, they've done really good stuff with these kind of uh, book to model kind of things, haven't they? Mm. So I hope we see more more revisited in the future. Um, yeah, they're really, really cool. Uh, alongside, and alongside that, there's lots of new uh, Gaunt Ghost-related stuff um coming out alongside them so they mentioned that the miniatures are based on the kind of the early days of gaunt's ghost and there's a new book that is essentially their first mission and the uh, the collector's edition is really really nice it's like a leather fold out pouch that holds uh, both the new the new story plus a guidebook to map symbology and regimental emblems all in a nice kind of like uh, kind of case and there's coins and badges and patches and mission mission plans and maps and letters and all that kind of cool stuff that you get in the the black library uh limited edition box they do a really good job with them don't they they do uh, and in that box you also get the the war scrolls uh, the data slates for the um the actual unit as well presumably they'll also be free in on the uh the website and no doubt when the astro militarum get a new book their profiles will be in there but i guess the first place to get a physical version of that is in the uh, the special edition of the Vincula Insurgency, so that looks really nice. And then there's a load of Gaunt's Ghosts related stuff coming out: Sabbat War Anthology, the Sabbat World's Crusade uh, kind of guidebook, which is, again's got some nice coins and posters and all sorts of stuff in there. The um, I've, I've picked up a few of the special editions from Black Library, and they are always really really tasty. Um, outside of that, there was nothing miniatures wise. There is something that I'll touch on though because it's to the interests of us on the chat and it is uh warhawk book six of the siege of terror uh, uh yeah um this is so oh gone i was gonna say this is the khan trying to take back the um port isn't it yeah so you know things 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 went fairly badly during the um the saturnine um gambit didn't they while while the warmaster may not have achieved his aims, they they still managed to take. They now got control of both spaceports on Terra, uh, which is obviously not great for the loyalists because it means that Horus can essentially deploy his entire army down to Terra 
So, um, yeah, Jagati Khan takes it upon himself to uh, take back a spaceport and mm-hmm. buy the uh, Loyalists more time. And I don't know about you, one of my favourite parts in Saturnine is seeing the Khan do his essentially cavalry charge against the... Uh, it is against the Death Guard as well, against isn't it? Against the Death Guard, yeah. Um, and, with uh, the Storm Steers, isn't it, in the, in the corrupted sort of um, tower. Yeah. Trying to channel the, the Earth's lightning. Really, so, really cool. So this is essentially, I guess, part two of that with uh, with the Khan taking the fight to Montarian himself. And we see the big showdown between those two. So, yeah, really excited for that one. I think it's going to be really, really cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be ace. Um, I also, I mean, it was cool because there's a bit in, I think it was in Saturnine, where Dawn's realising that he has to adapt, he can't control. And sometimes, like, just letting the Khan do what the Khan wants to do is actually works in their favour. Yeah, it makes them a bit less predictable. Dawn's very regimented. And when you're fighting chaos, that's kind of the thing, isn't it? They're unpredictable. So by having his own random factor in the car, and to a certain extent, Sanguinius kind of going a little bit rogue, it's kind of uh, foiling um, Petrabo's plans a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, so we're really excited for that. There's loads and loads of books that they showed so that we won't get into. But, um, yeah, I was I was impressed by the Black Library Day. Uh, yeah, we can. We you know we kind of knew that the next Siege of Terror book was coming, but Gorn's Ghosts uh, models, none of us expected. So moving on to day four, it was uh, boxed games, and um, yeah, I, I remember Dave just minutes prior to the event going <laughs> like, ah oh, yeah, there won't be any Necromunda. I was like, Aeronautica Imperialis is going to be quiet, hasn't it? That won't be happening. <laughs> um, we were, we were, we were wrong. We were wrong. One thing that we were right on though was the reveal of the uh, Ideneth Deepkin Warhammer Underworlds uh, warband. Yeah. Um, yeah, we saw Elthane's Soul Raid, who uh, are an interesting warband, mostly because they've got a fish and a crab as part of the warband. And I think yeah. the, I think the crab very much stole the show. He is the hero of Warhammer Fest, as far as I'm concerned. I've seen some awesome mock-ups of the crab with the um, the Gretchen with the machine gun on top of him and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the 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 crab was ace. I hope we get like units of crabs in in AOS for them because. Well, I mean, this is it. Units of secrets, like yeah. Joe, like the Dark Elf Beastmasters, that sort yeah. of thing. How cool would that be? And the internet would lose their collective minds if you could think units of crabs and fish and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we like the look of these. Um, some really nice stuff. I mean, all the Underworld's bands have been really, really good. And that, sadly, is the last one for this season, which seems to have, you know, come around really quickly, hasn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's an, yeah, it's another one, isn't it? Um, I mean, we still, it's, it's still a few months away because we've not had the Bone Reapers yet, have we? Um, Bone Reapers are due this month. Yeah. And I think they're due next month. The uh, Ideneth. Excellent. So, yeah, so, so really, really good. Um, we did, however, see the next Necromunda book, The House of Shadow. So, yeah, this kind of surprised me as well, considering House of Faith isn't out yet. But, yeah, that is all all the House of books for the various original war bands now out there in the wild which means from this point it's exciting new unknown stuff that they can invent which is really cool um as with the other house of books they've added new uh, fighters for the dalak and they are really really cool i mean i've got a dalak war band i i played dalak back in the original version of necromunda uh, and they've got new uh ghouls who are essentially 
like cyberpunk ninja vampire dudes which is really cool you know, there's a guy with a samurai sword there's a guy with like claws he looks really ace there's also psygeists in the box who um i guess a bit weaponized akira uh they they use their psychic powers and there's one that's kind of like flying through the air with like an exosuit behind him one with like a snake shaped flamethrower and a big hood over his head they look really really cool Uh, and then also in the same box there's some of their kind of cybernetic companions so psychoteric worms which sound cool and uh uh, Piscean Spectres. So obviously AI is outlawed in the Imperium. Who would dare use abominable intelligence to to command mm-hmm. some uh, mechanical devices? And there's always a get out though, isn't there? If you took I don't know the brain of a fish and wired it into a giant death monster, then that's not AI. That's the fish driving it. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fine. That's as the omniscient. Oh my god! It. Imagine if they get a crab and get a crab pilot inside. I know, it. I know. So yeah, so to not only the underworld's got fish like the the Dalak have as well, and I really like this thing. It looks like something out of the Matrix, doesn't it? It does, yeah, like a Sentinel, yeah. So yeah, think, really cool. I think if there was an award for creepiest looking box, this could be one of them. Yeah, one of the and... contenders. I like that all the all the models in this box are very different, aren't they? It's not like some of the other ones where it's been like two different new types of a new champion type and a new juve type. This is essentially six different models in the box, which I really like. So yeah, I'll be picking this up and adding it to my Dalak. Uh, they also showed off Hired Gun. I think this unfortunately had leaked a little bit early. I think a retailer accidentally put a a, a, a advert up for it and um, Focus. I think had to hastily put out the video. So. Unfortunately, it didn't get its grand reveal at Warhammer Fest, but it looks really cool, doesn't it? Necromunder first-person shooter. It does actually look quite good, yeah, because, I mean, uh, some of these third-party Warhammer games can be pretty mediocre, but, yeah, this one looks uh, looks really good. Yeah, I'll certainly be giving that a go, so, yeah, looks really cool. And then we got a big surprise at the end of the, the day with a, a new edition, or a new box for Aeronautica Imperialis, Wrath of Angels, pitting the Eldar against the Space Marines. So, you know, Jay, you've you've been dying for Eldar flying for Aeronautica <laughs> since the game launched, haven't you? Yep, very excited to see these fans. And I'm chuffed as well because as much as I like the the sort of more recent flyers, the Crimson Hunter and the Hemlock Rayfire, I've always had a soft spot for the Nightwing with the wings that fold forward. Um, and I'm pleased to see it's the older Forge World kits that are getting the um, the Aeronautica treatment. Yeah, I, I, and that's something that goes across this whole box. I mean, it's very much epic, epic 40k thing, which we've said before. This could well be an entry into that. On the Space Marine side, we see the uh, what's it called? The Fire Raptor, is it? The gunship? Uh, yeah, the Storm Eagle, Zyphon. I think it was. Storm Eagle, it? sorry, Storm yeah. Eagle, yeah. Fire Raptor is the one with the sponsons, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the Xiphon and the Thunderhawk gunship, the first plastic Thunderhawk gunship from Gamers Workshop. And they all look incredible. And again, coincidentally, they're all heresy era vehicles as well. Make of that what you will. Yeah. Um, but again, it means that they could easily be used alongside Titans and itty bitty Space Marines if they did want to do a epic scale heresy game, which I find interesting. Yeah, it looks a pretty good box. I don't know if the Thunderhawk, I think I assume the Thunderhawk comes in that big box, but I can't see it on the kind of. I know. I, I think that's going to be a separate. Um... A separate model you have to get. I'm definitely tempted by the Space Marines in this um, box. I really like the Storm Eagle and the Thunderhawk's just awesome. 
So yeah. cool. I uh, I can see this. I mean, we were saying last week, weren't we, that Aeronautica, I mean, it's not really kind of exploding popularity, but I think it's had the problem that, and they haven't really done it recently, but a, a few different games, uh, Warcry, for example, um, had the problem where there wasn't enough factions for people to have things that interest them, where yeah. now we've got Orcs, we've got Tau, we've got Astra Militarum, we've got the uh, Aeronautica, and now Space Marines and Eldar gives us lots of different factions we can use in the game, uh, which I think was one of its problems. And, you know, Space Marines are cool, Eldar are cool, they're different styles of armies. I imagine the Eldar are probably going to be super fast, super deadly, but, you know, fall, fall out the sky to a, to a breeze. Where Space yeah, well, they... be a bit slower and more resilient, won't they? Yeah, they, they, they mentioned uh, in the interview that they're taking the time really to make sure the Eldar were fun to play against. Uh, I know in Battlefleet Gothic, for example, the Eldar can sort of, they break all the rules uh, and they yeah. can be a bit frustrating to play against, I think, for some people. Um, so, it, you know, they said, you know, Eldar traditionally elves, they're good fighters, they're good shooters, they're fast, they've got good armor, good defenses. So they need some sort of weakness. So they were telling you, like, you know, you, you want to close with the Eldar, really. Um, oh, no, you want to keep them at a distance, don't you? Because they don't... Oh, no, I can't remember. One way or the other. I said, right, at a distance. Or, this is the problem shoot with fighting out, the Eldar. Shoot out the you sky. Just don't know. If you hit them, they'll go down. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it looks really cool. I mean, I'll be picking up this box. I've, I've got the previous two and I really enjoy painting up the miniatures. I haven't actually played a game of it yet, but the miniatures are really fun to, to paint. Is it another... I suppose this has been another casualty of lockdown, hasn't it? Because the Tau yeah. versus Astra Militarum one, which I think we were all excited about, we haven't yeah. actually had a chance to play yet, have we? Because we've not no. been able to play games in person, really. No. So, yeah. So, no, that was really cool. Uh, and then moving on to day five, we had our second 40k day. And, you know, we kind of expected what to see here, didn't we? We, we knew there was Orcs coming. We thought we'd see a couple of new Orc kits. I don't think any of us expected an Orc army set. No, no, I don't think so. So this is a concept they've done for the last few kind of big new army releases, haven't they? We got the first one with the uh, Sisters of Battle. We got the Lumineth one, and now we've got one with the Orcs. And essentially, what it is is a collection of all the new all the new models plus a limited edition codex, uh, and you get it a couple of months ahead of the main uh, release. And I, I think these are really good boxes because let's face it, we're all buying that codex slash Battle Tome anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and arguably the Lumineth one and this one are better than the Sisters one because they are the actual proper kits in the box as well, rather than a kind of push fit sprue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the with the push fit kit, but it is nice having the actual kits that are going to be in the shops, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this looks like a big chunky kit. You get 20 of the uh, the Beast Snagger boys who. Well, I think we, we described them, didn't we, when we were watching it, as like Primaris Orcs, aren't they? Yeah. They are, they are a different unit. They're not a replacement of boys. Honestly, I think I'd be using these over those old boys any day just because they look really cool, don't they? Yeah, they look they look so, so good. Uh, we also get three of the, uh, the Squig Riders who we've seen before. They're really cool. What we haven't seen is their little accompanying Bomb Squig, which is a, bo- a, a squig with a wheel. With bombs strapped to him, with a snotling riding on the top, armed with a nail. If that doesn't strike fear into the hearts of anybody, and presumably it just flies up and explodes turn one. You know, if that doesn't strike fear into the hearts of anyone playing, then I don't know what does. Um, 
yeah, I, I assume it's probably like a war gear option for the for the unit, isn't it? I hope yeah. it does like massive damage to everything nearby. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we also saw a new a new kind of HQ model for them as well on a kind of a bigger squig, and uh, it's it's got like an an armored head. But I can see it kind of like acting as a battering ram, just kind of running into things. With uh, yeah, with with the orc knob on top, with his uh, mechanical arm, and yeah, it just, they they all look just so much cooler because that orc line is quite old now. Obviously, we got the uh, the speed freaks kind of wave, didn't we, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, which again looks so much cooler than the rest of the old stuff. But so with this, it, it's kind of like the primary situation where they're not direct replacements of the old kits, but realistically, I think people are going to use these over some of the older kits. Yeah. Uh, and then you get a second HQ in the box as well. Zodrog Wartsnagger, who is an old character from uh, second edition 40k. He was a bit of a weirdo. He was a run turd, but he, he kind of respected and believed in the grots and would kill any orcs that bullied them, which, you know, orcs bully grots. That's what they do. He, <laughs> he made a bit of a stand. Um, and in his spare time, he did genetic experiments on grots to make them bigger, stronger, smarter. And <laughs> apparently that's reflecting his rules as well. I really hope we get a box set of like super grots and they're still like really weedy, but they're slightly taller than the other grots that you can have. <laughs> That'd be really good. <laughs> like primaris grots. It'd be amazing. Um, I don't know if they'd put out a kit for what's essentially probably going to be the same unit with, you know, ballistic skill four plus instead of five plus or something. Yeah, three <laughs> so, points um, modular instead of four. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I actually think Grot's pretty good at shooting, so maybe that's a bad example. But yeah, I, I do hope we see kind of mega, mega Grots with with this guy. And he looks crazy with his wild hair and his big power claw and stuff. So yeah, really, really want this box. Um, you get the full codex in there as well with the limited edition cover, same as you did with the Lumineth and with the Sisters of Battle. Yeah, I, I I know you guys were both very, very tempted while watching this to start an Orc army as well, weren't you? I mean, I'm looking at them again now as we're talking about them, and I can feel it coming back again. Like, this, <laughs> this feeling that I have to own it. I think I am going to manage to avoid them, but they are fantastic. So good. Uh, like you say, Matt, why would you ever pick up an old box of Orc boys after seeing these new boys? Yeah. And you know what? There's, there's potential for some cross-system conversions here. What about Gorgrunters on Squigs Day? Uh, well, it's funny. Like as soon as the stream ended, I went on Facebook, and that's all the um, Oric Facebook group was talking about about how they could get get these guys into their army. So um, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Again, they said this is relatively soon as well, so I wouldn't expect the full orc wave for a while i think both with the lumineth and the sisters it was a couple of months until the proper wave came out obviously with lumineth it was a little bit different because uh it yeah. was massively delayed i think it was meant to the i think the box was meant to come out like easter wasn't it and mm. the rest quite a bit later but yeah we'll uh we'll see what happens with that but uh these yeah definitely look really really cool they also did tease a few things that are coming for the orcs they said that we've seen half of the new range which considering there's quite a few kits there We've seen a new kind of um, pain boy and a new grot assistant. And a new war boss in Mega Armor. New war boss in Mega Armor they showed with a little grot on the top with his gun. So there must be another six or so kits that we haven't seen. So, yeah, I am interested to see. Presumably one of them will be Death Copters because I think that's the only metal kit that still exists. Everything else is plastic now. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. We've got um, commandos and tank busters. They might get new kits, maybe. But um, I think there's still potential for another couple of kits on top. So, yeah, really exciting. So I think we'll have a big orc release later in the year, which is really cool. Random one that we didn't expect as well was an upgrade sprue for the Cadian Shock Troops. I don't think anybody saw this come in. No. No. I it's, really like these. These are really yeah, cool. It's, it's, it's a shame, isn't it? I'd, I'd have liked the entire kit to be to be redone. Those heads were very dated, though. In this, this new set, you get, does it say on the article, you get like a load of about 20 different heads, more than that, 25 different heads, lots of different ethnicities, lots of different style helmets, so they don't necessarily have to be Cadian, which is really good. It means you can use the Cadian kit as like a generic Astra Militarum unit, which is ace. Uh, and it also comes with all the weapon options available to the Cadians as well. We, again, yeah. which is really good because currently some of those special weapons you've got to buy metal metal kits for or convert them from your collection, mm. uh, which is something they've kind of moved away now, haven't they? They kind of want all the options to be in the box. Mm-hmm. They've said that this upgrade sprue is going to be included in all all Cadian boxes going forward. Um, but I imagine they'll probably sell it in a blister pack as well, like they did with the Gene Steeler Quartz one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would this would this tempt you to start a Cadian army, Dave? Um, well, it's funny uh, that you should say that, Matt, because as I was sorting out the hobby room, I've actually found a load of uh, old Cadians um, that I might have a go at, paint, and a, a load of Scions as well that I had. Oh, nice. So um, I might try and paint those. Um, I've probably got a couple of units of, of Guardsmen there, so um, I might I might have a go at seeing if I can recover them. Some of them I've got really bad paint jobs on them. Um, some of them I've got really good uh, paint jobs on them, because I think they were yours, Jay. Um <laughs> They're old ones, than they are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I might do. I might pick up a small. Um, I've always, I mean, I've always been tempted by a, a tank company. Um, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and presumably with that on the horizon, a new Astra Militarum book's probably on the horizon as well. We've seen a few things now, haven't we? Kind of Astra Militarum related and Gaunt's Ghost. So, yeah, that's that's exciting. The day rounded up with just one last reveal, which was just a, just a teaser, nothing more than a teaser, but it's a battle box pitting what looks like the Thousand Suns against the Grey Knights. Yeah, which got Jake excited, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, especially because it looks like there may be some new models in that box as well, judging by yeah. the... So the Warcom article pretty much confirms Castle and Crows in the box. Uh, and it looks like there was a new a new Zinch Sorcerer and a new um, Zangor um model as well yeah which, which i think was one of them engine for. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah that that obviously we don't know the contents yet there's a there's a what are they called a dread knight um, in the trailer yeah so we, we we were kind of speculating could it be a crow some terminators and a dread knight against a unit of rubric marines a unit of zango and the two new characters that seems like the kind of makeup of these kind of battle boxes doesn't it yes Though, if we're lucky, you, you, you occasionally do see a new sprue for each side as well. It's, it's, it's hard to predict till we see the box. Either way, that's a good sign that those two codexes are on the horizon as well. So, obviously, the release schedule's had a bit of a hammering, hasn't it, this year? And it's kind of all out the window. But at least we know we've got uh, Admech, Orcs, Sisters, uh, Thousand Sons, Grey Knights and presumably Astra Militarum coming at some point over the next three months. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, which is cool because we, we wanted to get like a bit of a picture of what was coming and we, we now know what the next five codexes are going to be. So, yeah. 
So, yeah, I still would have liked a roadmap, but I mean, it's pretty much spelled out in these reveals, isn't it? What's coming. So that's that's pretty good. It's it's a long way from in the past where, A, you only found out the weekend before it came out, which was a pain. Or in some of the earlier previews they did, really, you'd only see the very next thing and they wouldn't show anything over that. So I I think they've shown quite a lot off from the future in this reveal, to be fair. Yeah. Which they haven't always done in the past. Uh, so yeah, then finally we came to day six, which was the mystery day, and we'd originally said yes, AOS three, and then we kind of thought, ah, oh, Cragmus is now, so they probably won't show, you know, the new box and all that stuff. And then obviously we've heard rumours of a new Heresy box, but then it was like, mm, the big specialist boxes tend to come out around November, so we don't see that early. And then we were like, oh, could it just be the animated stuff? Which coincidentally there wasn't any mention of whatsoever during the show, so. We'll see what's coming with that. Uh, but no, it looks like we were right with our original guess. It was the third edition of Age of Sigmar, officially unveiled. Uh, like we thought, we didn't show too much off about it. It was essentially just to say, this is coming. Here's some of the changes, some of the story changes, and here's a few cool models that are on the way. So it seems this is set, um, and uh, everything's gone to pot, really, from the sound of things. So uh, Chaos has, has, has won, essentially. The, the, the realm gates have been destroyed. The Stormcast are no longer really eternal because they can't get back to Azir after Bellacor's new king of two silver towers. And uh, yeah, it looks like the, the mortal realms have fallen into a bit of darkness and the Stormcast are currently going out trying to set up new settlements, which is pretty cool. It's a bit of a, a shift of the status quo, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, with Alariel's warnings from Broken Realms Teclas, uh, life has grown and with that destruction and there's now waves of destruction kind of have probably kind of maybe inhabited some of the places that were you know cities free cities of sigmar and i think that's going to be a big element of this kind of monster hunting the stormcast coming down to take out the various beasts and monsters who have started to kind of flood back into the world as a kind of general and obviously we'll find out more once we get into the actual lore itself but as a general kind of like framing of this edition how does that sound to you guys monster hunter let's call it i think it's going to be cool because i think there's that scope where almost like the mortal realms themselves are uh, an opponent and an enemy for you and i wonder we've had like endless spells i wonder whether we'll get some sort of almost like a not a neutral do you know, like well yeah like a neutral sort of element in games like big monsters walking around yeah. the place and things like that i i think that'd be really cool i haven't i think it was when we were talking about this on twitter and i can't I apologize i can't remember who it was but back in warhammer fantasy you had a generic list of monsters that you could buy as part of your army i'd love to see that if if you know the stormcast had been forced back to his ear for a bit and you know maybe some time's passed since they've been out in force and there's more rampant wild monsters and stuff if you could buy like generic monsters to go in part of your army yeah definitely we've kind of seen a tease of this in the old um realm of beasts haven't we in uh, yeah. the early days of aos exactly and that's a good point because uh, the realm of beasts is actually the setting of the new edition as well see the, the first edition was very much the the war between chaos and uh the stormcast second edition was the uh the soul wars and and nagash's necroquake and now it's yeah uh fighting back the monsters so that'd be really really cool um absolutely amazing looking cover art on the new book as well they showed off and they also showed a couple of new models as well. Not many, but enough to get us super excited about the new edition. So we had um Indraster, 
who is the well, she's the spear of Sigmar or something as you know, the celestial spear sorry and she is essentially the same rank as a uh, what's what's it called the big stormcast guy Celestine Prime Celestine Prime yeah she's the same rank she looks incredible she's kind of got like a muted golden armor and proper like angelic wings yeah and all this stuff that they showed us presumably is part of the starter box as well so that model in a starter box is just mind-blowing isn't it it's it's absolutely superb i i love every element of it i love the base uh, i love her stance her weapons i mean you pointed out jay your sword is so nice yeah the, the sword is awesome uh, really really nice detail on the sword mm. yeah it's uh it's definitely one of the best stormcast models we've seen and <laughs> we've seen a lot of cool stormcast models in this uh in this presentation as well because we also saw the uh the vindicators who uh they're not celestial unfortunately <laughs> um they uh they 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 really really nice kind of reimagined look of the stormcast um they're kind of like a sleeker cleaner armor more realistic if you know souls forced into bodies are ever realistic uh armed with spears armed with shields with even gaps where they can deploy the shields through if they form like a turtle or a shield wall they feel more like um ancient world soldiers don't they so you know spartans greek soldiers that kind of stuff some Uh, of them have like a gladiatorial arena type look about them and i know for a while there was rumors of gladiator type stormcast chambers yeah i wonder if this i wonder if this is where it came from um because they look they look so so cool i i mean the stormcast were cool but these guys are kind of getting me to wanting to start a stormcast army after looking at them and <laughs> uh, we also saw some cool new uh kind of different different features to them there's more female stormcast now there's lots of different um ethnicities in these as well so there's a, a stormcasting kind of white corroded mucky looking armor he looks like an absolute badass with kind of cornrow hair Oh, I think I'd do. I think I'd do that storm host. I, you did tell me what it was the other day, yeah. Excelsior. Nice Excelsior. Nice Excelsior. Yeah. I mean, I think it's basically because they're Stormcast World Eaters. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the white and blue and the kind of mucky-looking armor. But he's in such a cool pose where he's kind of like lunging with his spear. Um, and these and these are just the starter set models as well. Oh, sorry, launch box models. So presumably a kind of a, a multi-part kit will follow these as well uh, and then finally we saw a third type of uh new stormcast the annihilators and these are essentially stormcast terminators aren't they yeah they're using um so there was two types of armor they mentioned wasn't the thunderstrike armor which is the armor that the 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 smaller slimmer stormcast are wearing and then these guys yeah the tanks yeah, um, a certain Grungni has been involved in the creation of these suits of armour, hasn't he? Yeah, and I mean, if this is the kind of armour they can make for, for humans, that uh, they must make something special for the dwarves. I can't wait to see what the dwarves look like. Yeah, so yeah, so these have got kind of round shields, they've got kind of big shoulders, they're very much old school Terminators, aren't they, with the big kind of like, you know, shield generator uh, shoulder pads, Yeah. and they just look so imposing, apparently they do impact hits on the charge as well, so yeah, I just, everything about all these models are a million times cooler than those original Stormcast, that, you know, they were good at the time, but this is, you know, five years later now, isn't it? Uh, this is it, like, I think. I know I saw some people on, on Twitter saying, well, isn't that the original Stormcast line kind of made redundant? Um, 
I, I think there is still some space for some of the original um, Stormcast units, but yeah, it does kind of feel like your Liberators and stuff, you know, they're, they're going to kind of probably be, get a bit rejected. I know I'm going to struggle to with these new Stormcasts, because there's quite a few from the, the last range I like, like Evocators and stuff. It's going to be really hard to make a Stormcast list. Yeah, I think what they've, they've done with these as well is they made some conscious design choices to make them easier to paint as well. So obviously mm. the sequiturs and all the, um, the 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 chamber that they were from had a lot of robes and stuff, and the combination of robes and armor is a little bit tricky to paint. Where yeah. these are just kind of it's it's they've kind of got chainmail and plate elements. You've got different textures, but it is all metallic armor, isn't it? It is. Yeah, so. which is what you sort of want from almost like an introductory faction, isn't it? This is if you're new to the game, you want to pick up an army that's not too difficult to paint, still looks fantastic. Yeah. It can still look amazing. With them yeah, exactly. Yeah. Want to, like, you know, with the, with the non-metallic colors, like the, the white one that we mentioned. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I really like these. I mean, I think we'll all be trying to pick up one of these launch boxes. If it's anything like 40k, there might be a bit of a scrum to get hold of one. So uh, there is a countdown on the official Age of Sigmar website, which is counting down to the 26th, I want to say, 22nd, maybe, of um, of May. Uh, maybe it's the 29th of May. It's one of the last Saturdays in May at 6 p.m. It counts down to. So that's not going to be the pre-order. That's more likely to be another one of these previews because all the previews over Warhammer Fest, they did it at 6 p.m., didn't they? Mm-hmm. So uh, I imagine then they'll show off the contents of the box, including who they're fighting. So speaking of who they're fighting, we did get a little teaser trailer, Stay Out of the Mire, which is, again, a bit like the um, the Sons of Bayamat one they did. It's a bit of a fairy tale, isn't it, about people going missing in the bogs and the mires and the fog. That, to we me, got people talking about what it could be. Well, yeah, it's all, all it's very familiar, isn't it? Yeah. Because they traditionally lived in the in the swamps and they stole people away into the into the into the fog. Um, obviously, some of the backgrounds maybe not entirely compatible with Age of Sigma now, but it is very interesting that Forge World were making a Fermier range and people were really really excited about it, and then they just kind of stopped making it. And I do wonder if about two years ago. Yeah. And it, knowing the kind of lead time on models and the design process, did they go, actually, rather than a couple of kits from Forge World, let's make these into an army? I wonder, yeah. Now, the other the other possibility is that they've kept the concept of the Fimir, so an evil destruction race that kind of raids out of bogs and, and disappears into the fog. And maybe apply that to an, a new invented race. So, you know, we've heard rumours of, of goblin wolf riders like Ripper Snarlfangs, of like koboldy units, a, a goblin-esque unit that could then have big monsters stomping through them, led by Kragnos, is something a bit different, isn't it? Mm. You know, the Noblar, the Noblar element of ogres is, isn't really as prevalent anymore, is it? But yeah. if you had a race of kind of let's call them goblins for want of a better word but then have some like big monsters and beasts you could have the Thermir element in there as like an elite troop for them mm-hmm. but the, yeah. there's lots of there's something big and monsters being a big vibe so I can see it being you know monsters surrounded by a horde of chattering murlocs, kobolds, whatever you want to call them yeah I, I, I think so as well I mean in the in the image they've got lots of red glowing eyes so I'm hoping there's lo- it's like a monster mash, lots of different swampish, creepy crawlies and things like that. 
Yeah, that'd be really cool. Oh, the other possibility is the silent ones. I don't know if that fits this trailer, though. No, I I, I mean, it's a good guess, the silent ones. Uh, they've been sort of in the background of the game for a while now with Underworld. But, yeah, I don't get the impression that they're from the, the swamps, from the bogs and things like that. But who knows? So, yes, yeah, so, but, but on the plus side, it looks like it's only going to be a couple of weeks till we find out what they are. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I know you've been you've been keen to do a destruction army, haven't you, Jay? So hopefully these appeal to you and it, you don't see them and go, oh, actually, I don't want to do them. <laughs> yeah, same, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> so, yeah, we also had a few little snippets about the rules as well. So um, they, I think they've they've done what they set out to do with 40k and kind of revise the game fix the bits that were broken add some new fun bits in there and give it a bit of a refresh they mentioned the double turn still exists which i know a lot of people don't like it and it's been a bit of a marmite one i think it's a good part of the game they've now made incentives for going second rather than first in the fact that you get more command points they mentioned that there's more command points and you get them back each turn and there's more things to spend command points on and if this all sounds familiar a couple of weeks ago we were chatting about some rumors for age of sigmar and it does sound like those rumors were indeed true where there'd be charge reactions where there'd be different ways of building the army they mentioned on this video that war scroll battalions are really disappearing and being replaced with something called core battalions which sounds very much like the detachment system from 40k again that'd be really cool if you could build a you know normal style army with three battle lines and get a certain amount of command points or maybe go for an army with lots of behemoths and elite units and and other stuff, but get a lesser amount of command points. That, um, I think that kind of scalability and freedom to make your own army has been missing in Sigma. I know they've, they've been in ways around it by having this specific character unlocks units, but that doesn't really give you freedom. That just means that there's three or four different go to lists, doesn't it? It does. Where, you know, with 40k, you've got, you really can take whatever models you want in a 40k. I mean, it might not be the most competitive, but the rules don't stop you from doing that. So that'd be a really cool thing to add. They also mentioned that Path to Glory is being expanded. Um, I don't I don't think we've ever played Path to Glory. Um, no. And I think because it was, and we've said this in the past, where Crusade is very much... The, the core rules of 40k with some cool new narrative things in path to glory was really a different way of playing wasn't it it was a different game it wasn't a game of age of sigma necessarily which is where crusade's been really successful for 40k because it feels like you play actually feels like you're playing 40k like it's supposed to be played to be fair yeah yeah supposed to in, uh, in inverted commas uh, and that's, that's the, the joy of it because we like the narrative elements, but you didn't want to feel you're playing something that isn't 40k, if, you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they say that it's going to be more like Crusade. Um, I can still see it being character fo- uh, focused, maybe, where, you know, it's your, your characters that level up, and maybe not necessarily your units, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, especially no. if they build in the Anvil of Apotheosis stuff in there. So we would definitely play games where all our heroes are you know, custom created ones they can level up between games. I think that'd be really fun. I, I would love to do that. I really hope that we can. So we'll see. Hopefully we'll see in a couple of weeks. And yeah, they, they, they announced that, yes, there is a launch box coming. Yes, the new Stormcaster in there, plus the mysterious destruction force that we don't know about. 
again stressing the point that the Stormcast are monster hunters. So if we've got an awesome looking Stormcast with wings in the box, then surely there's a big beastie for it to go up against, isn't there? Absolutely, it's got to be. It's got to be. So yeah, and that is unfortunately all all that we know about Age of Sigma at the minute. But I think that was a really good way of rounding up Warhammer Fest. Yeah, and the 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 count has gone up, like you say, on the website now. So it's not you know it's it's not going to be long until we start seeing more and more about this stuff. So that's really cool. We haven't got long to wait. Yeah, I think they're going to be more open about this one. It's to be fair, they normally do, you know, have give you a good notice when they bring out a new edition of the game. Um, but it looks like the thing is they've got two more previews this month. So I wonder if we'll get another preview where we'll see again two or three of the destruction models, and then at the end of the month the full reveal where we see the full launch box maybe, and then have I think for 40k they had a week of interviews with the with the various uh, team members, and then the uh, the fun animated trailer. So realistically, I mean that preview's end of the month. Could we see a mid-June pre-order, maybe? Two-week pre-order, I think, for Indomitus, and then come out at the start of July? Yeah, that'll be cool. Fingers crossed, ready in time for the summer. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I'm sure June, July, majority of the 40K or Warhammer boxes have been released there. I can't remember the exact date, but, yeah, I'd I'd put my money on maybe pre-order mid-June, out start of July. I don't think we'd see it any earlier than that. I'd love it to, but I just think realistically, you know, the kind of pipeline they've got of stuff that they're bringing out. It's um, definitely got us talking about Age of Sigmar. And we mentioned earlier on during our little intro that um, we're potentially going to do a tale of gamers to, to run along with the, the start of AOS 3 as well, where we're all going to start new armies. By potentially, I mean, we, Dave means absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we we don't need much of an excuse to start new armies. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely the launch of a new edition is um, an absolute best way of starting one. It's a funny one because uh, we've kind of locked ourselves in without seeing the, the the models. So I know you were keen to do destruction. If it is something that works with Kragnos as well, I know you like that model. I'd probably do the Stormcast in that white scheme. And you said you were working on your Skaven, Dave. Yeah, that's right. I'll I'll be um I'll be starting on those. I mean, that's not. I'll definitely be adding the Stormcast to my Celestial Vindicators, but I already have you know a, a chunky stormcast army so yeah um, and you know i've got a big, a big demon army so i could paint some greater demons but it's not quite the same for the purposes of a tale of gamers i think it's no. quite nice to build those armies together and kind of do however many points or pounds we decide per month yeah. well we'll let you know the details because it'd be ace if you guys listening could join in with us as well and we could yeah. have a post each month on the website showing everybody's progress let's yeah, do a little um a review of it weekly yeah yeah community community tale of gamers would be fun i think yeah, absolutely. Um, before we wrap up, one thing I want to shout out, though. I, I really thought the designer interviews were good during this Warhammer Fest. Yeah, they were. They were very, I, they were very um, informative. Yeah, and I, 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 some, there, there, there were some mixed views on, on Warhammer Fest, and I think some of it unfairly so. Um, I thought it was, you know, as, as good as an um, alternative for the physical event as we can get, because I, I like those kind of seminars that they do where, you know, they had um, Ben Johnson, Jez Vickham and um, Phil Kelly, didn't they, talking about the new edition of Age of Sigma. And those guys are excited about the game as we are. And it's kind of really interesting to get their insights into it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, I understood that. I think quite a few people would have liked to see like a Q&A kind of thing. The problem with that on an online preview is you're just going to get bombarded with, with questions. And bombarded uh, with irrelevant questions that 
whether whether or whether or not they should be kind of addressed it isn't the forum for addressing those questions it is the focus was on the games that they were showing those days yeah so yeah that's that's my thoughts on that but yeah i thought it was really good um i obviously i'm I'm looking forward to physical events being a thing again but i was really glad that we were able to get some form of warhammer fest in you know digital form yeah absolutely so there was uh, quite a lot on offer um but what were our top picks i think that sounds like a top three and that's coming up next It is time for this week's top three. So we're going to be discussing our top three reveals from Warhammer Fest. We're, of course, going to read out our top picks. And then at the end of the show, we're also going to be reading out some of the community choices as well. Matt, would you like to start us off this week with your third choice? Well, I I feel my third choice. I I had to throw it out. I didn't didn't want to do it because it's the most predictable one. So I've done a twofer just to get them out of the way so they're early in the list and it is a a a dual ranking for the crab and the bomb squig Uh (laughs) now we had we had a battle over the last day of of warhammer fest and we had like nearly 400 votes on this thing and and unfortunately the, the crab won out because he is the true champion of warhammer fest but i really like that squig as well and i couldn't i couldn't make the squig not make the list and you know i'm a i'm a sucker for random little critters so uh yeah i felt they both had to get the third place because they're both amazing and i want an army of crabs please my favorite out of those two is a squig i think the squig the squig oh i i can't pick i i love them both equally jay what is your third choice uh so my third choice uh i'm quite partial to a high lord or two i, I like my um um Trajan Valoris, but the uh Morven Val, the sister of battle high lord, is oh, that's a crazy good model. This um, very nearly made my top three. Yeah, um I, I, I like everything about this model, and I think an army of pure just mech suits would just be awesome. Um she's got a custodian spear, she looks like a sort of baby imperial knight. Um really, really nice. Baby Imperial Knights. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, my third choice is Gaunt's Ghosts. So um, I really like this um, set of models. Um, Gaunt especially. But yeah, I love all the models like Larkin with his sniper rifle and stuff. Just completely unexpected as well. Um, yeah, and definitely. I'm glad it's not a limited run thing. I'm, I'm glad it's going to be like a staple part of the, the range. I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, even if I don't do that Imperial Guard Army, I will definitely be picking up this box. Uh, round to our second choices. So Matt, what is your second choice? This was this was such a hard top three because there's so many amazing models. Um, it, I, I shuffled it around about five times while I was writing it. So there's lots of models that I really like that didn't make the cut. Ultimately, my second choice was Indrasta, the the new Stormcast character, because yep. she's just glorious looking. And for a, for a launch box model as well, I know we had the the Scorpec Lord, which was a big impressive model, and some of the the Space Marines out of Indomitus were really impressive models. But you know, this could be a it could be a Forge World kit, couldn't it? Mm. Yeah, as a be. presumably push fit model. 
I really like how her armor has been painted, almost silverish gold. Really, mm. really smart. Um, proper wings. I, I'd love to see all the Stormcast with proper wings rather than the kind of mechanical ones that they had previously. Yeah. And the yeah. base as well, like Dave mentioned, the base is really impressive too. Yeah, so many, so many nice elements to it, and I can't wait to see. You know, we've only seen a handful of the the, the Stormcatchers commanding, so normally you've got a few different characters in those boxes, haven't you? Yeah. 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 Jay, what is your second choice? Um, my second choice is the um, lonely, uh, lonely, lowly um, Stormcast. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the um it's the it's the slimmer one in the Thunderstrike armor vindicator vindicator oh Oh, yeah i just think they're brilliant models really really nice um i mean if you start at the bottom the base that they're standing on this like cobbled stone really really nice i could i I really want to paint some of that and maybe use it on other models um i think it's really really cool i know a lot of people sort of make their own cobbled bases and maybe you don't need to now you can maybe try and find some of these uh the spear itself everything just looks more realistic i think everything looks like it's more you know, the spear looks like it, it, it it's more practical and it looks brutal with the spikes around the top um, and like the inset sort of blade with the uh, metal sort of lightning thing around inside of it. Uh, you mentioned the shield with the gaps to stick the spear through and even the sort of motive on the front of the spear, uh, the shield with the um, uh, God King sort of face on there. Um, yeah. Really, really nice. Um, and then just the armor itself, um, they've done such a good job with the sort of sculpted breastplate, uh, the female versions, the bare heads. I, I really like that kit. Really, really nice. Yeah. I So Stormcast got a lot of stick when Age of Sigmar landed as fantasy space marines, basically, didn't they? Mm-hmm. You know what? These these kits don't have that look. It is, it is kind of like ancient ancient warfare through a fantasy lens now, isn't it? Rather than slightly yeah. sci-fi looking definitely yeah I, I can't wait for this release um really excited for the new stonecast my uh second choice is switching it to destruction and that's kragnos kragnos oh, what a model I, i'm really looking forward to adding him to um maybe my Oryx or, or maybe my, my small ogre army um what i'm really looking forward to though is if i can if i can do a monster mash and um have some different destruction elements in one army, a bit like Bellacor can command all these different demons. Yeah. Um, I want to see how that that's going to work. So I think it, they have mentioned that's that's going to be a thing. So. Yeah, I, I might be going mad, but I'm sure they mentioned that he'd be able to command. There's like a picture armies. of him leading all the destruction armies, the Uruks yeah. and the Ogres and things. So I, I imagine, I imagine it might be a thing, although it might only be a short-lived thing at the end of third edition, uh, second yeah. edition. Even if it's a, a Legion of the First Prince style two-page. Yeah, in the battle in the Broken board, Realms. Yeah. yeah. I think he's. I mean, just as a model himself, he's he's worth picking up just to to paint and have on your shelf. Um, I do. I did get your point, Jay, that um, it's a shame he doesn't have an army that kind of fits his look. I think he, he would be better if he had an army that looked kind of like him. But I could still see him, especially for destruction. I think it still works. You know, him leading a big uh, army of uh, orcs to to war. Um, you can make I think, pretty much anything work in destruction, can't you? Yeah. yeah, I, I know. Um, I know Facebook um, Oric users were, were just planning on painting them green. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could work. And and thankfully, it, it, I, I I assume that the the adversary faction in the launch box is going to be Kragnos's army, surely, because that's a really good way of having a battle term out for them and his rules in it at the start of the edition. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. 
Uh, we're already round to our top choices, gents. So, Matt, enlighten us with yours. Well, I've I've been painting a lot of vampires over the last couple of weeks, and I've really liked the uh, the the Vicos line, the kind of wolf-looking guys. They're more werewolves than vampires, aren't they? And uh, mm. coincidentally, they're not from they're not created by Nagash. They've been created by a god beast, which is which is interesting. So, I guess if we're going to pick a model, I'm going to pick their uh, their mother, haven't I? Mm. Bella Dama Volga, the first of the Vicos. She looks so cool. Obviously, the same kind of um, style of clothing as Radakar the Wolf, with the same kind of like almost Kislev style furs and big cloak and lots of ornate detailing on her. And she's riding a massive wolf that apparently is her former lover who has uh, kind of fallen into beast mode and is now just used <laughs> as a mount for her. Yeah. She reminds me, as soon as I saw her, I just thought. Um... Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Like Grandma with the wolf. She's got like the wolf What, what, what big legs. feet you've got sticking yeah. out the bottom of your uh, dress. <laughs> yeah. And again, again, it, with the, the kind of the base on this one, it's it, again, looks like a kind of heresy collector series style base, isn't it? With the, the kind of the rock and the other wolf kind of prowling around it. Such a good model. So she's definitely going to be leaving, leading my, uh, my Grave Lord's army regardless of rules and hopefully she's up for pre-order next week because uh i think this will be a rapid fire two-week pre-order won't it yeah i think so they want to they want to get they want to get the soul blight out they want to get kragnas out so they've got plenty of time to build up to aos3 yeah her son's also a phenomenal model but uh i think i think the the, the grandmother herself gets the vote for me excellent jay what is your top choice well, that leads very nicely onto my top choice then, because um, I love Radicard the Beast. Yeah. Uh, I love everything about this model. I love the paint job. I love their pose. Um, I mean, I'm tempted just to pick this model up myself at some point to paint um, as like a display piece, because I, I think it's it's really, really nice. Yeah, I think he's my he's my top choice from the, the Soul Blight range, I think so good and again so many of the design elements like from the original red car the wolf model are still on there you've got hints of the bloodborne in there it's all just tied together really nicely yeah yeah absolutely um my top choice we'll we'll touch on this briefly because she's already been mentioned it's yindrasta is it yindrasta yindrasta they like um, use these wise don't they in names in, in drasta um she's a phenomenal model i uh, can't wait to pick her up I'm, I'm torn on whether or not I'm going to go for like the, the light gold armour or if I should paint her in the Celestial Vindicator colours to go with the rest of my army. Not sure. Got plenty I of think she'd look good as a standout piece, Dave, in yeah. the colour scheme she's in myself. Yeah, uh, obviously, your army, but I don't think she'll look out of place. And what you can do is uh, she's got like um, her cloak. You could paint mm. her cloak in the style of a Celestial Vindicator. That's true. Um, she's also got like gems and things like that. So the gems on the model are red, but you could easily make those gems turquoise blue to tie in with the armor of your of your. But I think I think she's a centerpiece model, and I think she look she just looks nice in the sort of pale white gold sort of armor. You know, they've purposefully painted her differently to the rest of the models that she's leading, to so say she stands out. Yeah. 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 There you go then. That's not that decision made. <laughs> so yeah, I can't, can't wait to, to pick her up uh, and the rest of the Stormcast. Uh, bring on AOS 3. Excellent. That is our choices for this week's top three. We do have one final segment to wrap up this podcast. It's the community top three picks and it's coming up next. 
A massive thank you to the replies to this week's top three. There are far too many for us to read out all of them, but we're going to try our best to read out as many as we can. Um, starting over on Facebook, Brian Dennis says, his third choice is the Stormcast Hoplite. I know that's not what their name is, but it's what they are to me. His second choice is the Vampire Beast Dragon Mixing. I like it. Seeing a, seeing a theme here with his names. Uh, and his top choice is the Stormcast character with wings, awesome model and paint job. Andy Sims, his third choice is the Delac Nakul. His second choice is Indrast. In, I will get Indrast. Right? The Beast Slayer. <laughs> and his top choice is the Vindicators. Um, Simon Nichols, uh, Kragnos, the Orc Snagger box set, and Gaunt's Ghost was his top three. Chris Spurgeon, he also goes with Gaunt's Ghost. He goes for the Plastic Thunderhawk, which was another close one for my top three, and Zograg for the. Um, orcs and finally on facebook we've got sean gleason his third choice is the idenf warband his second choice is the gaunt's ghost and his top choice is the rack of angels box for aeronautica matt what do we have over on twitter well pete allison says radicar the beast the monowheeled squig and the eldar fleet in aeronautica Thankful says the crab, sometimes character beats a hundred foot tall war machines, <laughs> uh, the Vindicators and Indrasta, Immortan Joe, the Stormcast Annihilator, the Warboss in Mega Armor, and Morven Val. I love the pose, she looks so badass. Lehman Puss says Dire Wolves, Baby Thunderhawks, Gaunt Ghosts, and the Orcs. Can't narrow it down to three. Jim <laughs> <laughs> Daduki says the crab for the audacity the Ideneth do have some sense of humor with a tooled up octopus. Morven Val, like a mini knight, and Indrasta for sheer centerpiece awesomeness. Um, Martin says, new Stormcast Angel Lady, evil vampire monster lady, and new Stormcast. Anonymous Rex says, the Stormcast Annihilators, Radicar the Beast, and Sergeant Scout Dan McColl from Gaunt's Ghosts. Uh, Frugal Dave says, uh, the crab, the female vampire on wolf, and the skinny stormcast with the cornrows is a fantastic sculpt yeah i think that's my favorite one of the stormcasts that we saw uh vincent notley says the stormcast annihilator orc warboss in mega armor and the aeronautic imperialis plastic thunderhawk uh, berserk says kragnos crabnos and nundam lady of ultra <laughs> repentance which is possibly the best name i've heard for her so far uh <laughs> Evan says one that nearly made my list, the uh, the Pisces Inspectors, the weird mechanical brain fish for Necromunda, uh, the new Mega Armored Warboss, and the Stormcast hero Indrastus, the Celestial Spear, who is going to get converted for a Blood Angel army. Yeah, I can see a lot of people doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we've got, can I have two crabs and a death squirrel? Yeah, we didn't even mention the squirrel. Oh, yes. Yeah. has got a death squirrel on her base. How cool is that? Uh, Kirioth says Indrasta, Laukavai, and the Grot on the Wheeled Squig. Uh, Joshua, the fresh prince of Beotan, says that the uh, the Stormcast with the Cornrows means a lot. Uh, around a chat with him, he's really happy to see some more representation of other races in the Stormcast, which is really cool. Um, and we've got the new painter, Crab, Crab, and also Crab. So, yeah absolutely amazing assortment of, uh, of models and i just want to paint them all that's always the problem yeah. isn't it it is always the problem um wallets crying out everywhere and um, yeah some really good choices there the, the, it was so hard picking a top three the annihilator uh, radical the beast they were all close to making my top three 
Um, so yeah, looking forward to picking all those up. Um, Matt, what is next week's top three? Well, next week we thought we'd have a sombre and serious one after all the silliness of um, of Warhammer Fest. So you know, sit down, have a good think about it because this is an important one that you need to need to decide. We want to know the top three hats in Warhammer. The top three one. <laughs> oh, Matt, what an awesome top three. It reminds me of some of the classic top threes we had that were a little bit more uh, less serious. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's going to take some research. I think I might put more time into this than any of the other top threes. <laughs> um, uh, we've got like 30 odd years of Games Workshop to go back in now, Dave. This is it. And, and all hat. Games Workshop, cross game, whatever hats that you like, get get your votes in. This is, this is an important one. Yeah. Excellent stuff. So you can get your choices in via social media um, at Spruce and Brews on Twitter or Facebook.com forward slash Spruce and Brews. That brings us to the end of another week's podcast, gents. Um, time flies when you're having fun. Um, we hope um, you're all kind of over Warhammer Fest and ready to paint some models. I know I am. Um, and I can't wait for Age of Sigma 3. Definitely need to get some projects finished before then. So uh, I think I might pick up the paintbrush after this. Until next week, have a great week of hobby and we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Spruce and Brews podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruceandbrews.com and if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at spruceandbrews or head over to facebook.com forward slash spruceandbrews. Brews.